Welcome to the Family Law Now podcast, Managing a Law Firm During the Pandemic, Part 3. We did an initial part in March of 2020 when we all went into lockdown. We had a follow-up in July 2020, hard to believe the end of May, beginning of June 2021. Uh, we're still uh, knees deep into this. We're not, I don't think we should get too focused on COVID-19 or vaccine rollouts because it's so different everywhere. In Ontario, Brian and I are in lockdown till mid-June. Um, I know Scottsdale, Arizona and Florida are pretty much wide open. Sounds like uh, Colorado's doing quite good. So let's just focus on sort of a recap of the last 14 months. Uh, what we're doing differently was working, what's not working and predictions for the future. But before we get at it, I wanna welcome our guests. Uh, very distinguished, very experienced lawyers. You want to go first, Rich? Tell us about yourself. Sure. Thank you, Russ. And thanks again for having me on. It's an honor to do this and, and um, looking forward to our conversation. Um, I'm Rich Harris. I'm the principal of the Harris Law Firm. We're headquartered in Denver, Colorado, and we have offices in a number of other locations around Denver, although I use the term offices loosely in the current environment and more on that to come. Great, thank you for being with us. Brian Walters. Yeah, I'm Brian Walters. I'm one of the two partners at Walters Gilbreth. Uh, we're based in Texas. I'm, uh, I live in Houston, but we also have offices in Dallas, usually up there about weekly. Austin, where my uh, partner Jake Gilbreth is based and starting next month in June, we're gonna have an office in San Antonio, the, the fourth of the large cities. In, in Texas, so that's uh, that's what we're doing. Exciting stuff, thank you for being with us. And somebody who probably needs no introduction, Brian Galbraith, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, um, I'm the owner of Galbraith Family Law. We have uh, uh, 15 lawyers uh, in the Barry Newmarket in Toronto area just doing uh, family law. All right, thank you for being with us, Brian. Let's get at it, so managing. A law firm during a pandemic. What are you doing differently today than pre-pandemic, um, and how have you uh, managed over the last 14 months, just in terms of the law firm and the day-to-day -day operations? You want to take a crack at this one first, Rich? Sure, I'd be happy to. It's um, it's a great question, Russ. Um, but it's um, it's a hard one to give a short answer to, even even if I wasn't a lawyer, <laughs> um, so much has changed. And it's probably the understatement of the century to say it's been a, a strange year. Um, we're doing a lot of things differently. I think that if I had to point to one thing, what's topmost in my mind is we are thinking a lot more about wellness and mental health. Um, for our clients, for our employees. Um, I think we always thought we were focused on that, but um, as we look back, we've done so much more in the last year. And, and I've got to say, I feel like we have a lot more to do. Um, being physically um, spaced from our folks um, has required us to do things differently, to connect with people, to get to know them, to to help them feel that they're part of an organization. Um, and all at a time that, um, at least in our market, 
the um, demand for family law attorneys has never been so great. Mm -hmm. um, so we've had um, a lot of folks trying to come after our lawyers. We're, we're proud of our lawyers. We've got some great people. Um, and folks are feeling for a lot of reasons, very uncertain and, and, and questioning what's going on in their life. And, and I think that um, a lot of people are thinking about changing jobs. So I bring that up because um, helping people feel connected to our organization, part of something that they're proud of and, and want to stay in um, is, is hard enough as it is separated, but um, amidst this market, it's been incredibly more challenging. And, and that's, that's a huge change. Maintaining that firm culture, so important. Um, great insight, Rich. Thank you. Brian Walters? Yeah, I, I think that's, uh, that, that's really accurate. We're doing less differently than, than I, I think any of our competitors are. We always had a policy of working remotely or working in the office, whatever you wanted to do. Um, and so, you know, that, and, and so for the first few months, a few weeks, we were, you know, we, we didn't have anybody in the office, but, you know, again, every, every jurisdiction is a little bit different about those things, but we've been flexible about that. Um, because not every, you know, for some people, I think having, you know, where they work or having choices, I think that does make a difference on mental health. And I've, I've seen it. I mean, we had a Zoom call, uh, a kind of a firm happy hour a few months ago, and I remember I hadn't seen a couple of the people in the firm that are in different offices in a while, and I, I remember looking at, at two of them in particular and just being like, wow, they're, they're, you, you can physically see that they're struggling through this, and I don't know if it's because, of, I don't think it's because of their job necessarily, just because it's just would be difficult, I think, for anybody to go through what our societies have been going through the past 14, 15 months, so um, I, I think uh, we looked at the um, some of the companies that had done things most dramatically and most successfully during this, and a lot of them are the big tech companies. Um, you know, you probably read about Facebook or Google or what you know their their things, and so we've tried to be and more like them in some ways, we've tried to be very transparent about our compensation, for example, which nobody does and that I'm aware of in my my jurisdiction. So that there's not this stress about who's making what is this person making more than me, um, which also that helps. Could, that could be a light. That can be a lightning rod, right? If one clerk thinks the other one's getting paid more and they've got more experience, it's just a recipe. For right, or or ironically, they incorrectly think what's going on with the other person right. is both upset for no reason. So uh, there's that, and and again the the, the flexible work, um, but. Uh, we've thought about for a while bringing in an in-house, either part-time or full-time um, mental health professional. And we originally were going to aim that at our, at our employee, I mean, I'm sorry, our clients to offer them that as a service, because they're obviously going through difficult times. Um, but we've thought about, and we should probably offer that to the staff as well, because um, yeah. I think that would help. So it's a really, really good insight, Rich. I, I agree with it. I don't have all the answers, but we're, you know, as usual, we're kind of throwing things against the wall and seeing seeing what works. Right. Yeah. Mental health is so important. Brian Gilbert? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you about the importance of trying to provide some opportunity for connection. I did a survey of the entire firm, the lawyers and all the staff, and, and that was indeed their biggest um, 
concern is the lack of face-to-face -face, uh, connection with other people. And, and uh, you know, so we've been, you know, doing like everyone else, trying to provide that connection through Zoom and, and, and so on, but it's still not the same. But I think there's a, 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 now that we're getting to the point of being vaccinated, there seems to be a lot more positivity in the office because there's some hope, you know, that we'll be able to uh, spend a little more time in the office and seeing people and, and, uh, and they'll be able to see their own family and friends and, um, and interact more socially. So, uh, but the, the big thing during this pandemic is uh, like, uh, like Brian and, uh, and Russ and, and you too, Richard, we've always had that uh, working remotely in place long before the pandemic. We've been uh, had that capacity. In fact, my lawyers uh, only had office space available every second day, so they had to work remotely. Uh, so, we, but our staff—that was a big transition. Was for our staff all of a sudden there uh, pushed uh, back to their homes to to work remotely, and that was a big difference. And uh, you know, we're finding that one of the bigger challenges with that is training new people. Uh, you know how you know in the past they could sort of just sit at at the desk of uh, a more experienced person who's uh, familiar with our ways of doing things and and learn by watching. But that's harder now that everybody's remote, and uh, we're struggling to find ways to to do that more effectively so that uh, they get the training they need so that they they have success uh, going forward. The other thing is, you know, technology. We, I, sp I spend so much of my time looking at uh, new ways of leveraging technology uh, systems and processes, uh, and so that we can continue to get more efficient and, and effective. And that's a, a big component of what I'm what I'm doing. Always uh, looking at new things and uh, being told to slow down, <laughs> we've got enough change going on. That's a, a lot of what we, I think we have to do as uh, law firm owners is uh, we're managers of change. Uh, and that's been uh, certainly a significant period of change over the last yeah. year and a half. And uh, it's, uh, it's a challenge to be able to coax people and support them and mentor them uh, through all the changes that, that we've gone through and will continue to go through uh, to, to be able to uh, work effectively and efficiently. And then the other big thing that we're finding now is, you know, uh, law officers are busy, not just mine. <laughs> and so trying to find new lawyers uh, to add, trying to find new staff, very challenging because there's so much demand uh, for good people these days. Yeah, the change part of it is huge. You know, and not, we've got new divorce act, we've got new filing processes for the court, and we're going through technology changes. Uh, great insight, Brian. We've we've hired um, to be on call two counselors to help our team with mental health, and they happen to be professionals we work with with other families. And some of our lawyers felt that connection was too close to share. So we hired a third counselor from out of province to help distance, uh, you know, so it'd be 
less awkward for our team to connect with them. We also hired a social worker to join our intake team uh, to help clients manage uh, their stress and what they're going through. So that's sort of been of a change that we've been going through. One thing I've noticed over the last year is we're managing a lot more than we ever did. We've got, we've broken into teams. Each team has separate meetings with managers. So we have the intake team, we have marketing team, we have the lawyers, and then we have the law clerks. So each team, is, this is sort of help build the culture, right? We have these team meetings. But prior to the pandemic, we would just have a firm-wide meeting. And now we've broken into teams and we're doing much more management than ever before. Uh, but people need that feedback, right? They're anxious, they're nervous. Like you said, Brian, it's very hard to get talent these days. Um, but technology levels the playing field, right? Smaller firms in different regions now can bid for talent for people who don't want to work in the larger centers. Sorry, Rich. Um, but it's an opportunity to recruit to where that opportunity wasn't before. All right, so let's just uh, get uh, some tips in terms of what is specifically working. What do you found is really connected with your team or that you found as a manager is really being effective? So let's go over to Brian Walters first. Uh, just trying to get more feedback. I think Brian, uh, Brian G had exactly that. Is it, you know, I think sometimes employees are surprised. Oh, you really, you really want to know things. And you can't just say, how's it going, right? You need yeah. to either have, um, you know, something that's uh, confidential or ask the questions sort of like cross-examination, ask the questions to force, you know, the, the problems out because otherwise people just tell you if it's fine, 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 fine. And then somebody get up and quit or whatever. Right. So to really drag that out, um, you know, what uh, my favorite question is, what, what can we be doing better or what can we do for you? Yeah. Um, and not accept nothing or where I'm fine or whatever, except, you know, find something and then, and then act on it and not, and not take any retribution if they complain about something. Or so. don't ignore them. Say, thanks for telling me. And exactly doing it the same way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that's helpful. We, and we realized we need to put more resources into that. In fact, we're, we're need pretty much need a full-time manager of people. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've grown to that point now. Yeah. Mr. Galbraith. What's working? Well, what we're we're doing is um, just uh, similar to what you're doing, I think, in, in the sense of having smaller meetings with uh, groups of people uh, when we're we're trying to make things work more efficiently. You know, if we we've um, you know we started doing wills, for example, and so we uh, uh, had a meeting with those just those lawyers who are doing wills that talk about that process and how's it working and how is the pricing working and and that sort of thing. So uh, having those smaller uh, meetings on Zoom, uh, it, that's I think been good. I think it, it feels empowering empowering to people. They feel like their voice is being heard. Uh, and it's not just a, a top-down management uh, structure. So I think that's helpful. Um, but it, it's, it's still a struggle because uh, we're not in the same building ever uh, at this point. So, but that, those smaller meetings are, are helpful, I think. Yeah, it goes a long way to maintaining that culture that you had prior to the pandemic, right? You're doing it remotely, but you're still connecting. Each of you have some impressive things you're doing in terms of your own employees' mental health, in terms of bringing in professionals. 
And you're all ahead of, of our firm on that. It's a really interesting idea that we're going to further consider. So thanks for sharing that. Um, we are, in terms of um, uh, trying to keep this connectedness that we're all referencing, um, first of all, one of the things we did was we doubled the frequency of our all staff meetings. Mm -hmm. um, we were doing them bi-weekly every other week. Um, now we're doing it every week. And um, the second in the cycle each time is not a full staff meeting per se. Um, we break into smaller groups the way um, Brian G is referencing. Um, an opportunity for us to, to get to know each other better. Um, it's a fascinating thing to be in the situation where we have a dozen or more employees that, that I've never met in person because we've hired them in the last year. It's right. really kind of surreal. Um, but what we've done in these um, um, smaller groups, and we call them wellness pods, is um, we've organized them so that we have a diversity of, of different types of professionals and different backgrounds. And we don't talk about the law. We don't talk about procedure. We talk about our families. We talk about travel. Um, we talk about our pets, our kids, we, you know, and it's not long. And, and I got to admit, um, as you guys well know, I'm not a big meetings guy to begin with. And um, I get, I bristle when, when um, things try, things impinge in, in my perception of my perfect schedule. Um, I thought this sounded, I've got to admit, a bit touchy-feely at first, a bit, oh no, you know, we don't have time for this. But it's been an amazing thing, like a lot of things in the history of our practice. I've been proven wrong. Um, some of our folks are telling us that this is one of the best things we've ever done. They've enjoyed getting to know each other. They've enjoyed getting to know other people from different departments. Um, and we, we have these meetings and then we debrief with the, the leadership team of the firm. Um, and we talk about how each of our groups are doing. So we're checking in and, and we're trying not to make that fatal mistake of, of not following up Russ that you talked about. Um, it's been, I think, really successful. It's one of those things successful, probably despite my best efforts to scuttle it. Uh, it's working pretty well. How long are those meetings, Rich? They're once a week. They're on Friday mornings. So we, we try and encourage a more casual atmosphere. Um, and obviously, they're all by Zoom. We're fully remote still. Um, they're 30 minutes max. Yeah. And are they in the same group uh, all the time for a period? Or how does that work? That's a good question, because we've been wondering about that, whether to mix things up. Um, sort of counterintuitively, at least by my way of thinking, we've had the same exact group now for six months. And what's happened is people are saying they feel more comfortable in sharing. They've gotten to know the other people in their wellness pod. They have five or six people in each, each one of them. Um, and, and so rather than spreading it around and getting to know people more sort of superficially, this is a group of people that we've gotten to know each other pretty darn well. That's great. 
We had a social worker come in uh, uh, to uh, do a, a meeting of all everyone in the office, and uh, it was like an inventory of their well-being. And uh, she had asked all these questions, and uh, you'd write down a, a score. You know, there must have been thirty different questions. You know, uh, about um, how you're doing in different circumstances and different behaviors and so on. And it, it really, um, uh, I think it just normalized it that because the scores were were not great. There were a lot of people struggling, mm -hmm. and so when you know that you're not the only one struggling, somehow that makes the struggle a little less painful. Yeah, and no, uh, it was an hour long meeting and. She just totally, totally made everyone feel like, you know, if you're having a hard time, yeah, you're not alone and you're, you know, it's normal and, uh, you know, we're there, you know, we offer counseling as well to anyone who might want to go, but just knowing that they're not alone has been yeah. a really good move, I think. It's normal, your coworkers may be going through it too. Just to pick up on Richard's theme, one thing that we've done that's been pretty effective is we bring guest speakers in to present to the firm unrelated to anything to do with the law. So the last one was a midlife rethink, three-part series, and you map out the first half of your life and you look at patterns and what, what you want to take from that and apply it to your second half of your life. And so throughout the, there were one hour sessions or one hour and a half, and throughout these sessions, they would have random breakout groups, sort of like what Brian does when he does his collaborative training. So you'd be put in a group with three or four team members of a firm of 30. And some people, the, the feedback was fantastic. Some people said, I never actually met this person or interacted with them on such a personal level. And they really got to know each other, which was, you know, that's just priceless in terms of building morale and, and team play. You know, we've got a senior clerk who might not interact with somebody on the marketing team, for example, right? So they're building these relationships. So that was something that was really quite successful and I hope to do more of it in the future. Let's get uh, predictions for the future moving forward. Hopefully we won't have to have a pandemic managers podcast six months from now, but who knows? Uh, so predictions for the future. Well, we I did a survey of, uh, of the uh, lawyers and staff about what they would like the future to look like. And uh, nobody wanted to, I, I almost nobody wanted to go back to uh, five days a week in the office. Uh, most of the lawyers thought, you know, maybe one or two days uh, would be good, good enough. And mm -hmm. the staff as well, that uh, for the most part, they... They like working remotely, but they miss the social aspect of, of being in, in an office together from time to time. So I think, I think uh, uh, working remotely uh, will, will continue to be a big part of what we do. And I think it's, uh, you know, I'm so excited about the technologies that we're, we're learning and that are developing. And uh, I think that the um, technology has, um, growth has been accelerated during this pandemic and that's not going to change you know yeah. we're going to continue to be uh, uh well filing documents finally we're able to file documents uh um online in ontario which was a new development because of the pandemic and i think that's going to continue to happen and 
Uh, we're not going back to the old norm. You know, you've heard the phrase, we're building a new norm. And I think that's that's truly is what's going to be moving forward. It also reduces your footprint, right? And your overhead. You don't need desks or buildings for these people anymore. Your technology expense might be increased, but it's far less expensive than paying um, rent in a class A building, for example. Rich, predictions for the future? Well, my, our experience and my prediction is very similar to what you're both sharing. Um, there is a new normal. Um, I think that things have changed in terms of how we do business permanently. Um, we are certainly having a different approach to physical office space. Um, we're still, I think, always going to have a main headquarters, if you will, um, in, in our downtown office, but it's going to be smaller and we're all going to be hoteling and sharing space, myself included. I think the days of anyone having the, the beautiful corner office, myself included, those days are gone and I'm happy about it. You know, all those artificial hierarchies never served us well, in my opinion. Um, we're going to have smaller offices in different geographic markets where our clients and our employees live. Wait, seriously, um, you're going to give up that beautiful corner office? <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it for you, Brian, for when you visit only. How about that? It'll be the last thing that goes, Brian. Yeah, right. <laughs> this isn't being recorded, is it? <laughs> Too late. <laughs> um, all kidding aside, it is a different way to practice. And um, I think you've all had this experience of being pleasantly surprised. I certainly have by how well our people have done. And early on in, in the first months after we closed, we kept sending out these emails almost apologetically that we were going to stay closed and we were afraid that people were going to be in an uproar of wanting to return. But if anything, what we consistently hear is, please don't make me go back five days a week to downtown. I, I can't do it. I won't do it. And especially for our more introverted uh, team members, right? They love this. They didn't, want to, they didn't want to interact with people to begin with. This <laughs> is like a dream come true. Now, some of them are just thriving in it. There's no yeah. question about it. Um, I think that the way not only we lawyers practice, but the other professionals we work with practice has permanently changed. I'm not sure mediators will ever have physical office space again because online mediation works so, so well. Mm -hmm. And I'll be interested, you know, off, you know, offline, Brian and Jean, on how collaborative is going remotely. I'd like to hear more about that. Um, but um, mediators, um, even therapists, um, a lot of them are doing online. I think that'll continue. Um, one last point. Um, interestingly enough, um, the Boulder County um, Chief Judge sent out something yesterday on, on a listserv for family law about the reopening schedule. And it was a, a, a sort of shocking response among the big family law community, almost outraged that how can you go back completely in person? Um, we need in-person hearings for a lot of things, but some of the preliminary hearings and, and initial appearances work so much better and it's so much less expensive for everybody to do it online. Please keep some of this stuff online. And I think that argument is gonna win out. And I think a lot of hearings will permanently stay at some level remote. 
great, great insight. Mr. Walters? Yeah, I don't have to squint quite as far in the future, which I'm probably not that good at anyway, because we've been pretty open here. Um, we've been doing in-person hearings in some of the, the areas for a little while. The office has been um, you know, open to whoever wants to be here for a long time. So um, I think a couple things. I think uh, everything I've heard of is pretty consistent. Um, we should be able to do these kind of and I think even the judges agree most of the time that we should be able to do these smaller, less important hearings, um, discovery stuff, whatever, remotely. It's just better for everybody or by submission, which is never been, Texas is like, come on down and let's uh, let's fight it out in person. It's always been the approach. And, and everybody I think has realized that's silly for a lot of these things. The, the tumbleweed rolling down the main street at high noon kind of thing right. or what? That's right. It's kind of our identity, but I think people realize like there's no need to do that if you're going to argue about uh, document production, right? Yeah. So, um, so then, secondly, on the offices, I think you're exactly right. I, I was excited about this initially. Like, I'm not going to have to have an office for now. Four offices, um, or are they going to be tiny and we're all going to, you know, go in and out of three offices for ten people, right? I don't think so. Just seeing what what people have have. Uh, acted here. So I think everybody wants an office, even, but I think it can be really small and I don't think people care too much anymore about the big corner office, right? So rather than, I probably get two, twice as many offices, just smaller ones. Um, but everybody kind of wants a place to put the pictures of their kids and close their door. That's their stuff. And um, so I do think I haven't broken many people of, of that. Um, and I and everybody that we've given the option to has come in, but it is definitely not very many or five days a week. Um, I've got a bunch of people with you know, young kids or whatever, and they're, you know, they enjoy the time at home. I think they also want to get out of the house occasionally. So it's it's probably averages two to three days, but there are some people, a couple who come in five days a week, and there's a couple who maybe come in one day a week. We're also moving our office out of, um, as the leases roll over, moving them out of downtown, which is also near the courthouse, partly because we don't need to be near the courthouse as much, um, and also because it's just a part of their commute for most of the people who don't live there. So we're able to move it out, and they can come in when they when they want to. So all those things will change. Um, I do think you're right that we'll, we'll also see a bunch of turnover of staff. I think a lot of people are kind of frozen in place and unsure what's going to happen. And now that we're coming out of this in, in Texas in particular very quickly, then you'll probably see more of those things moving. And lastly, I think good news for everybody here, I think the firms that are prepared and thinking about this and have adapted well to it, which I know is our firms, are going to really grow. And we made that decision four weeks into this thing. We, we This, you know, in, in early April, we decided we are going to, this is going to benefit us. We need to be prepared to grow. Our only regret is not doing that faster and not being more aggressive about it. I, I think that um, we are now at the point where we sometimes struggle to to staff cases and work the cases yeah. as much as we want to and to hire as quickly as we want to. And um, I think the good firms are going to do that much better and it's um, it's going to benefit benefit those folks. So, so that's the things I see. We'll see if that's, I'm right. That's great insight. And if you don't manage that growth, you're going to burn it at your staff, right? If you've got more clients coming in than staff, that's when you're going to run into issues with mental health and burnout and missing deadlines and everything associated with it. So that's really good insight, Brian. W, thank you. Can I ask Brian Walter a question? Since he 
he and Texas are uh, is ahead of uh, the rest of the country. Did you find that when you opened up uh, the economy that uh, there was an increase in clients or because we all felt that the increase during lockdown and the stress of uh, of the pandemic, but now that things are opening up, do you find there's been a, a decrease or an increase in, in the clients? For, for our business, yes. And what I'm not sure about if that's specific to us or specific broadly, I think it's a bit of both um, from what I can see. I think there definitely were some people who held off on doing these things because of, of the pandemic. I also think that the, the experience of being locked down for, you know, you know, for 14 months or whatever is, is a dynamic. And if we want to take a divorce in particular, where some people might have said, look, I don't like my spouse that much, but I sure do like my kids more than I thought since I'm with them. And I really don't want to be away from them or right. vice versa. Like I could get away from my wife um, and go to the office and kind of put up with this, but now I'm stuck with the spouse I don't like, and uh, I'm going to divorce them. And I wouldn't have divorced them before. So there's probably probably some going both ways, but we've, we've become much, much busier. Um, that's our experience. Yeah, it's a really interesting insight about how clients are reacting. I think it's gonna be a boom uh, for all family lawyers once lockdowns open, uh, are removed and the economy opens up again, people are waiting, are keen to travel, keen to make a change of some sort. What I'm predicting is uh, for our team, I suspect some of our team's gonna wanna work remotely, permanently, they're never going to come back. And uh, I think we're going to need to accommodate that, especially, you know, the stars that are producers, regardless of where their desk is. Uh, if they can do it from home, great. So I think probably a good part of our team will choose to work permanently. We haven't had that discussion yet, but I suspect we're going to have it. And a lot of them don't want to come back to the office. They may come back for a firm event, you know, a Christmas party or some milestone, uh, but it's not going to be nine to five. And I think Brian G was ahead of the curve three years ago when he started having these hot seats and only offering a couple of days of office space. And now I think our team members are going to demand it. The other prediction I have is there's just an opportunity for us to do things better. Prior to the pandemic, the complaints we all got was the justice system with respect to divorce was slow and expensive. Now we're, we've got hearings that are Zoom. It's instead of a five-hour five hour court attendance, we're down to 30, 40 minutes. We can meet clients same day online. So there's lots of improvements and efficiencies that we're gonna to see to the justice system. But this has been fantastic insight today. I wanna to be respectful of the time of our guests and thank our guests for joining us, Rich, Brian G and Brian W. Thank you for listening.